This episode is brought to you by RV Share. RV Share provides RV rentals, motorhomes, and camper rentals directly from local owners. You can rent an RV for your next camping trip, go on a tour of all the amazing national parks, or even visit Disneyland on a budget. Each rental comes with worry-free guarantee protection for your trip, so you're covered every step of the way. Plus, you get 24-7 emergency roadside assistance on every booking. Don't have a truck to pull an RV? No problem. You'll find the best RV rental specials in your area with a wide range of inventory from affordable pop-ups to luxury motorhomes. You can even book a rental that is budget-friendly with prices ranging from just $50 per night. Go to hashtag coloradolife.com slash RVShare to rent your next RV and save up to 25% on travel costs. Did you know bodies in cryogenic suspension, a.k.a. frozen people, are normally kept at about minus 320 degrees Fahrenheit? The reason I bring this up is because there is a guy in Nederland, Colorado, that has been frozen there in a shed since 1993. Instead of the negative 320 degrees, he is kept on ice at a balmy negative 109 degrees. It's a pretty bizarre situation on how this came to be, but because of this, Nederland is home to an annual celebration called Frozen Dead Guy Days, which includes coffin races, a hearse parade, Frozen Dead Guy lookalike contest, and other frosty activities. My name is Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. And I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newbie. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we help newcomers and natives explore like a local. Together, we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. Today, we're talking about our favorite colorful fall mountain drives in Colorado. It's that super special time of year when the leaves are changing colors and the trees are turning because of fall. And it's getting a lot cooler, but you shouldn't be surprised to wake up and see a dusting of snow. So, you know, the mountains are changing, the weather is changing, the elevation also has quite a big impact on the weather. So when are the best times to see fall colors in Colorado? You have a very brief window, probably like one to two weeks when they're really at their peak, and there's no really way to predict it accurately. There's a lot of factors that go into why the leaves change, basically it's chlorophyll is the green stuff and then later the trees stop making chlorophyll in such abundance so the other colors and pigments start to come out that's the rough idea of why leaves change but factors include like drought if it's too windy if it's been freezing if it's too cold if it's dry if it's way too rainy like all of these things will change why leaves change and when they do so what you're saying is colorado's volatile weather can have a huge impact on when the trees actually change color yep which is totally true because we've lived here for five years in the state and there has not been one time one year where we've gone and seen the fall colors looking the same yeah so every year we go to glenwood springs and we drive through glenwood canyon and hoosier pass and all this kind of the, the way that we drive and last year we missed it yeah and it was late september and then this year we didn't even get to see hardly. Yeah, it was barely changed. Yeah. And it was exactly the same time of year. So basically, it's like anywhere from the end of September through the first week or two of October mm-hmm. is usually like the best time to see the fall colors. But it's true. You really have like a one to two week time frame because once they start changing, they'll go from, you know, changing to peak to a- after peak, past peak time. Yeah. 
and really quickly and you'll miss them. So if you want to get pictures or you want to camp or anything, those last like couple of camping days, definitely have to hit it within like just that end of September, first of October timeframe. When you see other people starting to post it, it doesn't mean we're going to go this weekend. It means go now. Since we're talking about, you know, going through the mountains, one thing I want to mention personally is that I do struggle with car sickness a little bit. So when you're going up and down switchbacks and through the mountainous passes and stuff like that, if you are car sick prone, um, definitely drink a lot of water. You may want to sit up front in the car if you can so you can keep your eyes on the road or maybe even take some um, motion sickness pills or anything else that you are, you know, if you get motion sickness easily, all of those things will help. Um, I definitely do not read in the car. I try not to look at my phone in the car. I really am just like enjoying the scenic drive and enjoying the colors and everything. And then I get out to take pictures or to look at my phone. So something to keep in mind when you're driving. It's a good thing that there's a lot of like those scenic overlooks and, and like little places where you can just pull off to take some pictures, get out, stretch your legs and get some like air. Because I know that a big factor is like feeling like you don't have fresh air Mm -hmm. when you get motion sickness. Yeah, and there are so many great scenic overlooks. Um, we always stop. There, you know, you can stop every little bit. In fact, there's lots of pull-offs and just taking the views and take a lot of pictures. And I mean, even if you want to take video or anything, there's so much to see. And usually, even when you're just driving, you'll see all kinds of wildlife and animals and everything along the road. So everything is trying to get that last little bit of summer in and get the food and, and eat a little bit and get some fur on them. They start getting The deer start getting furry. It's really cute. <laughs> Moving on to colorful fall drives that are our favorites. What is the first one on our list? So the first one that comes to mind for me uh, is Highway 6 uh, from Golden to Idaho Springs. Although we were going from Idaho Springs to Golden the time that we took it. Um, We were living in Boulder and I remember that we just kind of like got off and we went through uh, Clear Creek Canyon, which is actually the highway that it is on or that goes through the canyon. And we were, like, kind of rushing to get home. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a big semi-truck that was going, like, 20 in front of us the entire way. And it was, like, a 40-mile... No, two-lane highway, like, yeah. winding. It was very... I don't know. We we were frustrated at the time, but once we kind of, like, got over it and we're just like, all right, well, I guess we're going to be going slow, we really enjoyed taking our time. We were really able to enjoy the beautiful views. And it's kind of cool because you're right along, I guess it's Clear Creek, the river. I never knew, but um, there's like people down there like panning for gold. Mm -hmm. There's people that were like fly fishing. It's really cool. Any canyon drive that you can do is going to be pretty. Right. I was going to say a lot of the times when we discover new places to drive and new Um, mountain drives that we like to go through it's just because we found a canyon nearby or somewhere that we want to check out and we just start driving down the canyon right and that's what a lot of these can be for you too Um, one of my favorites is actually highway 24 from woodland park to hartzell and this is actually um, a way that you can drive through the mountains and you start going well we like to go from colorado springs and then you just suddenly hit like a flat valley in the rocky mountains it covers about a thousand square miles of the area and so uh, woodland park is a really cute little mountain town you can go through there and continue going through on highway 24 and all of it's really pretty Once you hit Hartzell all the way through that really flat area, uh, you can either basically go left or go right. And you can go left, which is south, down to Buena Vista, 
or you can go right, which is the way that we go up north when we want to go to Glenwood Springs. And it'll take you through Fairplay and Alma. At 10,500 feet is the highest town in the U.S. So the highest it's, incorporated town. That just means, I think, that people live there permanently. Okay. And also the big flat area that you're talking about is actually called South Park, and it is where the show is fictitiously taking place. Yeah, it's really interesting to drive through there because it is one giant like flat plane and you're driving and driving and driving and it's so far and flat it feels like you're not moving. Yeah, you're like in you Kansas. Are. Yeah. It's it's weird to and be going through windy. mountains and then all of a sudden you're in Kansas. It's weird. But Aside from the big flat area, the rest of the drive is really picturesque and beautiful. And you go in and out of the mountains, which is really cool. And you can also see the mountains around yeah. the valley that you're it's in. A, it's a stark contrast. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Alma, uh, when if you continue on, you go up that way and you actually go over Hoosier Pass, which is a very high pass. And on the other side, you know, it's like one of those passes where when you go over it, all of a sudden the landscape is completely different on the other side of the mountains. Mm -hmm. Because you go from southern facing on the Alma side, which will be, you know, a lot less snow in the winter. It'll be a lot drier to the shadow covered north side, which is where like Breckenridge and Frisco is. And on the way down, you will have to go through some crazy switchback turns the pass is not for the faint of heart. It's it's fun, but it's very pretty. It is really pretty. And we actually just did this drive a couple weeks ago um, when we were at the time of this recording. And it is a really nice drive. It's not super busy if you go during the week. Obviously, a lot of these drives are only two-lane highways, you know. So you should definitely try and hit them up during the week or not on the weekends if possible or not at least in peak season. Another one on our list that we enjoy is the Eisenhower Tunnel, which leads to Glenwood Canyon. So we take this every year on our annual Glenwood Springs trip, like we've been talking about. Um, But the tunnel is really fun. It has an elevation of 11,150 feet or so, and it makes it one of the highest vehicular tunnels in the world. And it's also one of the longest mountain tunnels and has the highest point on the interstate highway system. So it's really cool and fun to go through the tunnel, which is over a mile and a half long. Um, you know, sometimes Ryan and I, when we go through tunnels, we like to hold our breath and stuff and see if we can make it all the way through. Um, and I know you, you know, you do that as kids too. A lot mm-hmm. of kids like to do that, but in this one, no way you can't, you can't hold your breath that long. Right. Yes. The tunnel is really cool. We usually hit that on our way back. Cause we usually go multiple routes whenever we go up to Glenwood Springs. Um, but the Glenwood Canyon, once you hit that after Eisenhower, about an hour afterwards, and you go into the Canyon You have the Colorado River right below you. You have this, like, layered highway system where you have the people going one way below you. Mm -hmm. It's really cool, and it gets really narrow and windy, and there's all these, like, watch out for falling rocks things because it's just so... Steep. Yeah, it, it is. It's a very tall canyon. It's really cool. We love to do that one. And oftentimes you'll see some really pretty trees. Like, there'll be, like, a patch of aspen trees that are, like... 500 feet up a cliff Mm -hmm. and that's like the only thing that's there it is a very big canyon yeah so that is like a quintessential canyon if you're looking for one (laughs) the peak to peak highway uh it begins in estes park or i guess ends in it whichever way you're going but it begins in estes park it's a beautiful drive um the leaves change and you can see 
probably some early snowfall there. It'll go from Estes Park all the way to Allen's Park, and it winds through Netherlands and travels through Blackhawk, and it eventually just ends on Interstate 70. It's a really beautiful fall drive, like when the leaves change and stuff. Like you said, sometimes you can see early snow, so you get a little bit of like this really bright orange and yellow with white mixed in. And so it's almost like, you know, Father Winter trying to like play a trick on you and say that winter's coming and he's going to freeze all of your leaves before you get to see them. So don't do that. You got to (laughs) hurry. Well, and also at Estes Park, as we've mentioned in the past, is the gateway to the Rocky Mountain National Park. Mm -hmm. So you'll see quite a bit of that starting there. And it's basically what you'll drive through. All right, so other scenic fall drives that we want to explore. These have been recommended by our friends and family, other Colorado locals that uh, we have on our list currently. So the first one is Independence Pass near Aspen. So this mountain pass travels over the Continental Divide between Leadville and Aspen. This used to be the main pass before Eisenhower Tunnel was completed in the 70s. So Eisenhower Tunnel now is the most popular one that people take, and it can also be the most busy. Um, Sometimes there's a lot of traffic on that. But um, Independence Pass Summit at the Divide is 12,095 feet or so, and the pass itself is about 32 miles long, twisting through the aspen trees and along the Roaring Fork River. So it's a little bit narrow and steep. Definitely a winding road, um, but it's really pretty with all the aspen trees. Obviously, Aspen, Colorado, is going to have a lot of beautiful aspen trees. And note that when a lot of the aspens start changing, they will all go at once, for the most part. Yes, that's true. And also, this pass, Independence Pass, will be closed in the winter because it's just easier to send everybody through Eisenhower Tunnel. Yeah, even... um, When it's warmer, you'll want to check the weather because, you know, obviously at 12,000 something feet, the weather can definitely be unpredictable. And you may go from, you know, snow in the morning to heat in the evening or vice versa. Next up is the San Juan Scenic Skyway. Uh, It's a beautiful 200 mile plus loop that'll take you through many towns that we have mentioned in in a couple past episodes like Ure, Telluride, Durango, Cortez. It's in the southwest corner of the state, and you'll go through many more towns that we have mentioned. Um, But another cool thing to to note when doing this is there's quite a few hot springs along the way. So if you're feeling inclined, bring your bathing suit, and maybe you can find something to hop out and go hit something for like an afternoon. And these are hot springs that are just like along the river that have like little places where you can get off and walk in yourself. Or is this a place like a pool, like a hot springs pool? So they'll be mostly like, not necessarily lodges, but they will be places that will be like a pool or it'll be some sort of uh, man-made structure to kind of contain the water. Because, you know, a lot of the water that actually comes out of the ground is going to be like 400, no, not really. It's like 200 degrees. You cannot get into that. Yeah, no. It'll mix with other waters. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, Finally, another one that's on our list is the Collegiate Peak Scenic Byway. Um, It's named because the peaks along this route are named after some prestigious learning institutions like Mount Oxford, Mount Harvard, Mount Yale, Mount Princeton, etc. All of which reach above 14,000 feet. So along this route, you will see many of Colorado's 14ers, 10 of them actually, And you will also be traveling through Buena Vista and Salida, which are two very pretty and iconic Colorado mountain towns. Buena Vista is actually, if we do this one in the spring, that's a really good place to see some wildflowers. 
This has been a really fun one. So at the end of every show, we like to end with a tip for finding free or affordable activities in Colorado. So if you do take the Collegiate Peak Scenic Byway, be sure to stop and check out the Discovery Pass. This digital pass includes 47 local small businesses that offer over $600 in savings and tons of other freebies for eating, drinking, lodging, shopping, and entertainment in both Salida and Buena Vista, Colorado. You get savings like two-for-one entrees, accommodation specials, free beer tastings, $5 off menu items, and like tons more. The pass only costs $25, which is an amazing savings for all of the bonuses that you get. Um, but if you use code TAKE10CO, you get the pass for just 15 bucks, which is $10 off. All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources that we shared, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. It helps us get discovered by new listeners, and we'd love to hear what episodes you enjoy. And if you end up taking one of these colorful fall drives or have any more that you want to add to the list, we'd love to hear how your experience went. Hit us up on Instagram at hashtag coloradolife. Thanks again so much for listening. Until next time, get out there and explore our beautiful state.